0: This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Casey Cheshire. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston-area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs' Organization, this is Leadership in Action. The train has left the station. I'm excited for this one. Man, I can't wait to get into this dive-in learn from this guest and and talk through things and hash things out and just have a hell of a lot of fun because who is it? Well, let me tell you about him. He's a serial entrepreneur. He is a legendary executive coach, a musician, uh, and we're going to talk about all these things. He's also a master for mentor because he has for decades been helping uh, folks grow and grow their companies and uh, what I love about this conversation is we're going to talk about two different systems of growth. There's EOS, there's growth. There's all these systematic ways to find growth in your company, and we're gonna just open up his head and just extract all the takeaways. Uh, it will be painful, don't worry. Um, consultant and executive coach at Cruise Consulting Group, CEO and owner at Signet Education, Jay Bacrania, welcome to the show, sir.
1: Thanks, Casey.
0: Dude, you're here. I'm stoked. I can't wait. To just again unlock that brain, and it won't hurt.
1: Um, it sounds like it sounds like it might be painful, but I'll trust it you. Sounds
0: like it. No, it's a new Elon Musk technology. You won't feel <laughs> a thing. You'll be fine. So be puddle at the end. <laughs> yes, yeah, puddle of goo at the end. What was that? That was Jay. He he, he gave it all to the podcast, and he's nothing left. Um, so here's the question to start us off with: What is a common misconception about leadership, being an entrepreneur, running a
1: company? Uh, I'd say a very common misconception is that your business is your life. And it's not a conscious one. It's not one that people run around thinking about or set out to do. But it's something that I've seen happen over and over and over again with entrepreneurs. I, I see them getting so wrapped up in their businesses um, for good reason, right? It's hard to start a business, and it takes everything you you got. But eventually, when many of them, most of them, can kind of disentangle themselves, they don't because that just becomes their default, and so their business becomes their life. Um, and so I'd say, yeah, something that that that's a, a myth is that your business has to be your life. Yeah, so many. I I've certainly fallen into this this trap as
0: well, and and you're right, especially when we we talk about needing to. Eventually, delegate and trust other people with growing even a tiniest fraction of the of the company. You may not, you know, and and I, I certainly have seen people where they they keep themselves so entangled that they're the reason the thing's not growing, totally. which is just the worst place to be. And why why is this why is this the case? How 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 do we get into this in the first place?
1: So I think it's because every business needs enough energy, creativity, uh, spark to kind of break the status quo, right? Like starting a business is hard. If it weren't so hard, everybody would do it because it's pretty awesome. but it's really hard. and so you gotta you gotta have that input. and that usually looks like you know for the types of businesses that that we're familiar with through the EO crowd, that usually looks like a person, having an idea or a skill that they just throw themselves into and they kind of jump off that cliff and hope their parachute opens. And those first couple of years for most entrepreneurs, um, especially those for whom it's their first business, they are learning, they're basically getting an education on the job. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this massively inefficient, um, you know, brutal slog uh, is very meaningful, right? We, we, we do it as entrepreneurs because we get so much meaning and joy out of it. Um, but we just have, there are no excuses. There's nowhere to hide. You just have to just get in the ring and fight as hard as you can to get your business off the ground. And over time you start to develop this type of thinking that, you know, if if it's going to get done, right, I've got to do it. Or I'm, somehow special, because in many ways you are special, but that type of thinking only gets you to a certain point in, 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 it's different in different industries In certain industries and certain types of work you can get to, you can be the only person in the business and kind of slogging it out and making tons of money and having a great lifestyle. But in most businesses, you get to a certain point where you kind of have to make a choice and figure out how you're going to grow beyond there inevitably you end up i don't think i've ever seen it maybe a couple of times in my coaching have i seen it where somebody kind of naturally just lets things fall away and builds a whole whole life after going through that initial period of challenge in getting a business started but for the most part naturally we just you end up locked in and sucked into that and you you kind of end up not thinking about a whole lot else uh, in your life yeah, you you get uh you get written into the source code
0: to the point where yeah, you can make point. yourself irreplaceable. Yeah. And really you're trying to get to the opposite. And yeah, and I think sometimes the thought came to mind that it, it's usually this brutal process of ripping off the band-aid and and tearing your you being torn out of this. Yeah. If you hire enough smart coaches and mentors around you and yeah. key leaders that they might tell you like stop being an idiot and certain words and rip you out of there but it is a little bit of a painful process first go around for sure
1: it it certainly is And in sort of this myth of your business is your life then you end up so in an ideal world you go through a journey of you know getting the business off the ground usually there's a couple one two ten depending on how you do it 20 hard years and then eventually you get to the point where you you kind of have this choice of um delegating and then stepping back. And typically that's the right thing for the business to continue to grow. Um, But what ends up happening is because an entrepreneur is so enmeshed in their business and because it's been the thing they've been obsessed about for the last five, seven years, they, they haven't really thought about the rest of their being, the rest of their life, whether it's their family or their physical shape or what other bigger journeys they're on. Um, so, so you end up in a situation where it's like, well, what else would I do? I just, I guess I just want to keep working in my business. It's almost the default. And so I think there comes a point where if you haven't done that thinking before you get into entrepreneurship, it becomes really important to do that thinking so that you don't end up 30 years down the line saying, Hey, I built this great business. I made all this money, but I kind of got. I kind of got on the hamster wheel and never actually took a breath and figured out what it was all for. Right. Right. Especially when the the point might've been
0: freedom in the first place, somehow you locked yourself into (laughs) no freedom.
1: Yeah. Um, I really
0: like that quote you had earlier on. You didn't realize it was a quote, but I'm putting rabbit ears around it. Every business needs the energy, the creativity, the spark, to break the status quo. I feel like that would be the plaque up on your wall. Um, Amazing. Because, you're giving credit to look, you need that insane person at the beginning to push through. And we're all kind of a little loco here, EO and other entrepreneurs. We're all a little crazy, but you need that. Not gonna listen to anyone just push, you know, but then it's, there's some point where it changes, where you allow other people to push for you
1: and allow
0: other people to continue to spark or, I often felt like early on I could, I could delegate sort of operationally, but then sales you could delegate, but then it was almost like there was a growth part that I felt like, yeah. um, at least my past company, I, it could maintain without me, but I wasn't sure it could grow without me. Yeah. And which meant probably I wanted to be the person doing it. Um, I just hadn't found someone that would grow it uh, for me, but I'd found
1: all the other people to sort of, yep. you know, keep yep. it going at least yeah and, and and i think i like to think about it in terms of what what journeys i like this idea of journeys from from joseph campbell he's a, a
0: oh yeah bronze. i got the hero journey on my bookshelf i haven't yeah. read that thing
1: it's tough yeah. I, I got yeah. like
0: a paragraph in i was like damn this is gonna take work yeah it's a it's <laughs> a
1: heavy book but you can google the diagram and get a General <laughs> yeah, yeah And actually Donner, Donald Miller talks a lot about in Story brand about the, the hero's journey. Yes. And I think that we're all in our lives, we're on on multiple journeys um, that, you know at the same time in many cases or sequentially. And so I think for some people, entrepreneurship is the core of their journey, right? They, they're just here to create and to grow and to push the envelope and just go, go, go go, go and be on that edge. And if that is their journey, then great, that's what they should be doing. And there's no need to, to kind of stop and think about it because that's their journey. Yeah. But for most of us, I found that that's not usually the major driving factor in somebody's life. It it often is, but it's not usually. Or it often there, there are people that have that, but it's not usually the case. Usually it's more nuanced than that. There's more journeys that they're on or that they want to be on or they should be on and i think these journeys just kind of come from within us it's it's not something we necessarily always choose but they're not tending to those and then you end up in a place where you just are looking at your life and it doesn't really match up to the life that you feel you want to be living that's really it if you if you really step back and do the work of thinking about this and understanding the journey you're supposed to be on and it is the it is to grow that you know, hundred million dollar company in the next three years, more power to you, right? Like do not stop, keep going, burn the candle at both ends if that's that's truly where you're supposed to be. But for most of us, it's not, but we sort of act that way because entrepreneurship kind of requires that of us for at least some period of time. And so it's kind of this sussing out like, okay, now I've got some momentum, where do I belong? both in the
0: business and in my life. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I, mean, I love the way you put that, that there are these other journeys that you're on, right? Yeah. Um, I've heard some people say, you know, you're probably following some kind of hero journey archetype. Try to figure out which one you're on so you know if it's a tragedy or not. You know? <laughs> um, and if it is, maybe you can change change yeah. stories yeah, and get agree. on the right one. Um, but yeah. the idea of not tending to those, there's another journey that you're probably on that isn't your company that's probably really important to you. And if you're not caring and feeding for it, it's going to try to show up in odd places. Um, you know, I, I found myself playing, uh, video games when I don't tend to the other journey or, or right. you know, just doing other things because I, I want the freedom or I want, there's, yeah. there's something I haven't tended to. So it'll, it'll show up in weird. And I mean, video games is the, the most innocuous versus maybe like committing crimes or doing vices or you know but there's it'll show up in ways if we don't really just try to figure out what it
1: is and and give it its due you know or even regret at some point if you regret yeah you you know you don't you don't give the time and space to something that's important to you now 10 years from now you look back and like ah, you know i wish i had played that differently which right you know, that's not even, I mean, look, there's no right or wrong here. There's, there, because all of these experiences lead to learning. Just sometimes it's easier to <laughs> take a little bit of time and think about that lesson beforehand than to learn it the hard way. Though sometimes right. learning the hard way is, is what's needed. So it, it's, I, I certainly don't have the attitude that um, anybody's doing anything incorrectly, but just that stopping, thinking about the whole picture, reflecting, putting things into the right context, and then going again is um it is just extremely important when do you when is it time to start transferring that energy right
0: the crazy the business needs your energy your creativity your spark you're this can you give me the magic j moment when i i know i i can allow my other journey to have a little of my time or energy when am i holding my business back versus you know how do you figure out when you're in that
1: so I think there's two two layers of this. So one is what is the business need? And then the other it's kind of like the nesting uh, the nesting dolls like inside is, is what is the business need? And then outside of that is what is what is your life need? And so I think if you start with the business, um, that question is really defined by what are your goals for the business? Where are you most important to the business? And where are you holding the business back? And that's just a process of, frankly, to some degree, banging your head against the wall. And ideally, if you've got a good, um, you know, somebody in your team or outside your team who can shed a little bit of light on that, uh, there are many frameworks such as the one that we use growth or um, EOS or scaling up that also help you think through this. But I think as an entrepreneur, one of the ideal things is to be constantly striving to make yourself less and less integral to the business because it means you're building a more, a stronger, more stable, more, um, you know, long lasting sustainable business. So I'd say, when is the right time to shift your energies? I think it's more of a continuous, you know, every quarter, every year you're asking, all right, where, where do I need, where's my next move? And then what does that necessitate me to backfill to, to, um, make sure the work is getting done. and Or in other words, and said another way, what can I delegate this month? What can I delegate this quarter? Um, it's that constant process. Now that gets complicated when if you're not continuing to make more money, usually it's harder to bring the right people in. So often there are other problems that you have to solve along the way. But to me, it's just a constant and continuous kind of how do I move things off of my plate as an entrepreneur and continue to build a strong business with a strong team. Easier said than done. So that's the inside doll, so to speak. that one on the outside, that life one, um, that's a little different because I think that's a little bit more about stepping back and really trying to ask yourself the question, where am I going? And I, I like, um, I like two quotes with this, which is uh, man, man plans, God laughs, or uh, strong opinions loosely held. Uh, those are two quotes that I've heard that really I think capture the way that we have to to the the, the mindset that I I found is more, most effective in thinking about this. Right, we can't plan our lives out, you know, down to sort of the minute for the next five years. It just doesn't work that way. Things happen, good things happen, right? You yeah. want to, don't want to close the door on on awesome things, but you kind of have to have a sense of okay you know, I'm in a stage right now and I'm trying to get to this point because I've always wanted to live this kind of lifestyle or I've always wanted to have this kind of role. And then at that point, I'm going to try to shift gears and start doing more of this. And then, you know, at, at some point, my kid, I'm going to have kids or my kids will be grown or I'll want to move or you, you kind of have to have a general storyboard. Again, strong opinions loosely held. I think it's got to be clear in your mind, but also open so that you don't end up tying yourself to something that, um, that isn't really the right story for you. And that then to me defines when do you start thinking about other putting your energy in other places. And so what I mean by that is you might have something where you say, look, I'm going to work really hard for the next five or seven years. It's my goal to accumulate some capital to give myself and my family a safety net. And then at that point, it's really important to me when my kids are in middle school to, to be the one that's driving them to school, um, picking them up, you know, taking them to practice. Um, maybe that's one version of it. And so as you get closer to that time, you now have set a business strategy for yourself as an entrepreneur to say, okay, by the time I get to this point, I want the business to be in this place. And, and so that's one version. Another version is, hey, I love my work. It fulfills me as long as I'm staying healthy and putting enough time into my family. Um, I want to give all my rest, of my energy to my work because I feel like I'm helping people and I'm um, making my life better, making other people's lives better. Um, and so in that journey, there might, it, it, the goal might be to increase the amount of time that you can, and energy you can put into your work. But the key thing here is that it's, it's considered, it's deliberate, it's thoughtful versus waking up and saying, oh gosh, all right, I got to work harder today because uh, we're not hitting our projections. And sometimes those projections don't, Come out of thin air, right? So the the key thing I think is just having it be something that's thoughtful and integrated uh, from the life and the business perspective altogether.
0: Yeah, the intention, right? The intention of exactly this is where just thinking about it for just a a, a half second before doing something versus none at all, just to know that maybe and you know what I really liked. Sometimes I don't know. What my life goals are, right? And sometimes right. I don't even know what my company's goals are. Yeah, <laughs> and it, you need help figuring that out. But you ask the question, "Where am I going?" Right? Yes. Yeah. Where, yeah. where am I going? Where am I currently going to right now? Where's this plane supposed to land? Yeah. Is it supposed to land in Jersey? Would I prefer yeah. to be in Puerto Rico? You know, like, right. right, right, right. Where am I going now? But where, where, where would I want to go? Where do I want to go if I just modified things slightly it it, that way it's not so much trying to pick something up from thin air i've often had a problem just sort Uh, of grasping a goal for a company or a person from just thin air more of like okay what what's the momentum where is it carrying me because maybe the goal isn't some complete 180 it's 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 on this i'm directionally going the right path i just haven't been intentional about it
1: yeah and sometimes we have no idea I mean, that's true too. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes we don't, right? I feel better even just hearing you say that. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, what is my life? I don't know. Like just trying to have a good time. Like stop bothering me with your (laughs) question. You know, like sometimes it feels like that. But I think even in those cases, there it's as if there's like a hot and a cold. Like some some, you know, you remember Marco Polo playing that as a kid. Uh, you know, somebody in the in the pool is is saying Marco, and you're saying Polo, and and you're trying to get closer to that person, and you know you're hearing it, and and you know you're kind of getting closer, you're getting farther away. Um, it, sometimes figuring out where we're going is a little bit more like that, uh, feeling around in the dark, uh, than it is a conscious like clear thing. However, that doesn't mean it doesn't require it to do consideration and thought to to do exactly what you said is just to figure out well where's my next stop maybe i don't know where this bus is going to end up you know in in you know at the end of the line i have no idea but i can say i'd rather go here than go here in right. the next in the next stop and the next stop for some folks might be the next two months and for some people may then be the next two years and some people they might be able to see clear from here 20 years out And so I think it's important. I think you bring up a really great point. It's super important to not pressurize yourself to say, well, I need to know exactly what the outcome is. Well, that's pretty much impossible. And if you knew that you'd probably be wrong anyways. (laughs) So it's just good to engage in that process. And actually all of this kind of brings up a really good point is all of this is a process. It's not a one-time thing where you just set the direction and, you know, you're done. This is all an ongoing, um, you know, recurring process if you do it properly, man. And it's, it's for, I mean, I'm kind of cross
0: crossing over personal and for, for the business too. It, it's all one it's and Marco you know, Polo yeah, of, yeah of where, where do I want the company to go?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and one of the interesting things that I've noticed that happens a lot, and this totally happened to me for years is we think of our businesses and our lives as, as two sort of separate entities. Mm. And I think that's very important. That does a lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, you need sometimes that separation, but for entrepreneurs who own a good chunk of their business, um, if not all of it, which is um, many of the folks in EO and, and otherwise small business owners, there is, no, there is actually no separation when it comes to goals. And so you sometimes will find some dissonance, you know, I'll work with an entrepreneur and we'll start to talk about, well, where do you want your business to go? And they'll say, well, I want it to be here. And and then you start to dig in and it's like, well, why? And there's not actually a really good reason. And then when you ask them what they want in their personal life, what the output of that doesn't actually line up with their business vision. And so I think it's all really one. And there's kind of two parts, right? The, there's sort of different elements of those different parts, but really that it's a it's holistic. It's like where am I? Where do I want to go? And as a result, then where do these other parts of my life go, including my business, but but not not limited to, but including my business. So certainly two separate pieces, but I think they should certainly be tied together for entrepreneurs who have you know controlling ownership and who are defining the vision of where their business is going to go, without say a board of uh investors or something who 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 you you have a fiduciary responsibility to for example well like
0: separate separate but together exactly. considered a, and you know I, I once had a i was doing some some eo coaching and we did like a, a forum mashup where i was in a brand new forum of people who didn't know me at all and the problem i posed to them was i don't know what to do with my profit yeah uh, for my last company and call great great group of people who didn't know me so like we'll just we'll just tell you how it is they're like cool what's the goal of the company and i was like yeah it's a great a great question i don't really know what that totally is right now and they're like okay cool what's uh what's your personal like where do you want to be what's your personal goals one? and one i was like mm, yeah and they're like cool and so what i realized was it yeah you know, maybe i had a business question but really what it was was uh where do i want my life to go because then once i know it maybe not everything but just a little marco polo echo that have yeah. just a general thought of where i want it to go that'll help inform what i want the company to do and where i need to invest or not in it and then that'll help tell me what to do with profit but if i if i had kept yeah. looking at the knee pain i might not have realized it was yeah. the spine exactly. that was out of whack exactly. yeah
1: and this is a slippery it's it's a slippery thing i'll tell you what what ends up happening the pattern that i've seen it's so this is more of just kind of a fundamental conclusion or belief I've come to which is that we all are on our different journeys and those journeys at some point when you keep asking what's that about what's that? there there's there's at some point you just don't really you can't really rationalize it it just is I've you know I've always wanted to do blank well why I don't know you know, for example, you know, I've always wanted to have a boat and, you know, travel like six months out of the year. Why? I don't know. Like, but it just is right where, where it comes from. Sometimes we, we don't understand where these things come from. That's not my personal example, by the way, just in a general example. And so I think what ends up happening is when we start to ask these questions, inevitably we go through layers of what I would call, for lack of a better word, programming that mm. aren't actually that true story of what's trying to come out from within us, but it's that thing that our parents told us, or it's that thing that we see, you know, in uh, Inc, the Inc. 500, 5,000 list, or it's that, you know, that envy that we have for that entrepreneur who seems to be doing this thing that we're doing ten times faster and bigger and more publicly than we are. Okay. Or stories that come at us from social media. There's all these layers of stories that we naturally just integrate, but confuse as our own story. And what truly is our own story is, is in there, but it takes some time and some experimentation to get out. And so, this is why this is more of a process or a practice. And this is why, you know, it's just got to be constant because usually you have to do a bit of an archaeological expedition by mixing my metaphors here you got you got to take your business somewhere hit a wall with it and then realize oh that's actually i'm hitting that wall because that's actually i don't really actually want to go in that direction and so that story that i had about my life is actually not quite right and it's really this but that's hard and you kind of got to keep asking yourself you got to keep at it and keep digging and keep excavating it can be kind of painful sometimes if you think for five or 10 or 20 or 50 years, you're on one path and you realize, wait a second, that's not actually getting me to where it is that I truly need to go. Um, It it can be hard. And so I think that this ends up being, um, you know, I use the word slippery. It's, It's a little slippery. It takes a little while to really connect. But eventually, if you keep at it, you eventually can find that, I guess you could call more true story or that more authentic or that you know, story that's just coming out of you naturally, is yeah. not posited by the programming or not so influenced by programming. That's not al- aligned with it. Once you get there, then things really start to turn into magic. That's the that's when you see some real in- incredible stuff happen.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And so, sometimes the the wise and apparent. I think it, Dan Sullivan has a, one of my favorite books is "Want What You Want," right? Because sometimes even you just trying to justify it to your point you're going to you trying to use language that is logical and rational maybe you just want to go skydiving man like Ooh. i want to climb out kilimanjaro why well there's a million reasons but i kind yeah. of just want to do it you know um so i, I don't know like it, but not, it'd be but it's still good to your point to struggle with that i think i think it's to. Con- to your point, process, and I want to ask you about that. But yeah. to keep struggling with it, don't just say, Well, I don't know, or or I do know, but like struggle and hash and yeah, and keep poking at it to see if maybe something reveals itself, like an like a dig, like archaeological dig. Yeah. Maybe you see nothing, there's nothing buried there. Maybe there yeah. is, maybe it's a pot, but you yeah. don't really know so you just keep brushing away at it. And the
1: cool thing about this is that um the reason I love this idea of journey so much is that. It it, it it seems that people's happiness and meaning and well-being, happiness is, is a tricky word, but meaning meaning and sense of purpose and sense of kind of accomplishment in life comes not from actually achieving something, but from being on that journey towards something that is meaningful and important. And so you see this in you know in in sort of stories and reports of people who, you know, world-class athletes who achieve their goals um, or lottery winners. There's sort of a, a deflation after that because yeah. they sort of got what they were after or this great windfall that they perceived that they wanted. And then all of a sudden, or, or even, you know, this happens all the time, business owners who sell their business. And on the other side of that sale, they're like, well, now what? Um, and it takes some time to really wrestle with that and get through it. So I think the cool part of this is that sometimes we get frustrated by being on a journey because we think it's taken too long or we're going down the wrong road or, or the wrong dig. But it's actually that being on that journey, which gives our lives so much momentum and meaning. So if we can actually just embrace that fact, then it becomes a little less painful that we're not at the destination or we're not figuring things out in, t- in the time that we had in our head. It's like, well, it's, it's all just it's part of the ride.
0: You know what? that um, I love the way you said that. And it, it reminds me of, you know, so many, th- the idea, especially the idea of the exit, you know, you you sell the thing and then you think everything is groovy, but it was the struggle that you missed in the first place. But while you were in it, you didn't appreciate it. It reminds me of the Marine Corps, right? You're in it. It is not a pleasant experience, but the guys, you build something because you're all in the crap together. Right, right. And so many uh, folks, that was a one journey thread for me, but it wasn't like that critic one where the risk for me is the the company being one. But for me, the, the Marine Corps thing I saw guys where that was a very main story thread for them. And so while they're in, it's fun to complain about it, but when you get out, almost everyone immediately is like, how do I get back in? Or I miss the guys. I miss being a part of that thing. And it's something to think about. It was actually the journey. There was the struggle itself that
1: that was meaningful. And and one of the things that i've noticed is that i think that i think that sometimes as entrepreneurs we want to run 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 real fast and get to a goal and so we exert ourselves to the point where it's unsustainable and then we realize oh man we're not there we get frustrated or we have to get out or we have to sell or we have to walk away because we've got all these issues you know personally because the we were running so hot, but I think the real wisdom is when you can find something that you enjoy doing enough. It's not necessarily about enjoyment per se alone, but you enjoy doing it enough and you set it up so you can do it over and over and over and over again. And it's a journey you're happy to be on. And so the journey itself becomes, it just becomes this, um, thing that keeps on giving to you every day, every week, every month, every year. But I think you're at risk of not finding that if you run too fast and too hard, or if you're doing something that really doesn't align with what, you know, the journey. So kind of this, like, it's all generally feeling around in the dark, but I do think there are certain principles that kind of, that if we can identify and take into our lives and can help us to navigate slowly to that place of being on this lifetime journey that just feels like man I'd rather this than retire because it's awesome right this is where I need to be that's sort of an ideal in many ways that, that I think many of us are after
0: tell me about process to you like I, I feel like I could talk to you all day I feel like I could throw quotes back at you and I, there's so many things I've learned on this topic too fascinating right so please do a workshop on a full day topic all about this uh, I think it would be fascinating give people a copy of joseph campbell and then uh, they will listen to you because it'll be better than having to read that. Um, but tell me real quick about what does process mean? Do you've mentioned it several times? The idea yeah. that it's not one-off, but it, there's a process to all these different things.
1: Yeah. So to some degree, I think it depends on your, there, there's kind of a generic process, which I'll tell you, you know, in a moment. But I think some of this depends on your disposition. So what, what I've noticed is that there are some people who, you know, when they have a couple minutes of free time, they sort of retire into their mind's eye and they they start to look at the future and they say, okay, this is what I want, this is where I'm going. And they're just disposed to be reflecting and planning and thinking and figuring out what the next step is. And and that's tied into some larger framework of of how they wanna live their lives. And they just, they're naturally like that. You could call those, you know, reflective people. If you are that, then you're kind of doing this all the time naturally. And it's not, it's, it's part of who you are. Most of us who are entrepreneurs either don't have time to do that or just aren't necessarily wired in that way. And in that case, I think it takes something much more structured. And I think even those reflective folks can benefit from some structure too. So what I found is, is, um, is an ideal approach to this, at least ideal so far. I'm constantly experimenting, trying to find better ways to do this for myself and with my clients. But at this point, it's actually interesting because it mirrors um, what I think is a good planning process for business. So ideal planning process for business is that you you know, understand what the business is about. Um, you have a general vision for that business that's articulated simply. And then on a quarterly basis, you're taking stock of that, reflecting, planning ahead, setting specific goals, moving toward them. And every quarter you're kind of reflecting and saying, all right, did I, did I get there? Did we do, how do we do? What do we need to change? What's going well? It's not going well. And I think that same rhythm can work personally. Um, and so I think there's initial at the outset, uh, the ideal would be to articulate in some way, shape, or form this vision. And there are different ways to do this. Um, But really, it's just answering some simple questions about, you know, who am I, where do I want to go? What what do I want for my life in, you know, 5, 10, 15 years? Um, Am I on that path? Uh, If not, what do I need to change? Uh And and then answering those and really putting it down on paper. I think it's really important to to put pen to paper and, and have a record of these things. And then on a quarterly basis, whether it's I think doing this alone can be hard uh, because it's just hard to prioritize it. But um, either doing it alone, you know, it's taking a half day and, you know, making some time and space for it or doing it with if you've got a like minded friend or if you're in a forum that that is interested in this kind of work. Or I think the ideal actually, and I would say this because I am a coach, but I think the ideal is to work with a coach who who understands how to push people to deeper levels of that reflection and understanding planning and thoughtfulness. And, And I'll give you an example on that is when people initially start this process, usually it's like, you know, you get all these answers and all these visions and all these goals and all these dreams. But so much of that is just like, again, that programming, it's not mm-hmm. really who they are and what they want. Right. And and, it, and eventually, if you stick with this process, you'll sort through that naturally. Yep. However, if you're working with somebody who can actually push you on this, um, you will end up having a process that works more effectively, more quickly, and therefore has you more likely to stick to it. Right. And so I think that's really it. And then, man, if you could, icing on the cake is if you could take an hour a week, and just think about, all right, how did my week go? Um, what went well? What didn't go well? Uh, where am I putting my energy uh, that works? Where am I putting my energy where I shouldn't be? Um, that's, really, that's really the sort of um, apex of all of this is putting all that together, translating that vision and that big picture into literally how am I spending the minutes of my day um, toward that or not toward that? Um, vision, whatever that might be. And that's not just business stuff, but that's, you know, am I spending enough time with my kids? Well, I really want to be a great dad. Well, great. What does that mean? Let's actually break it down. And does that mean you take the kids out once a week uh, on your own? Does that mean you're spending half an hour with them, you know, after dinner? Does that mean you're planning weekend trips? Um, what does that mean? That act- conference and instead being there for the birthday, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, and what then
1: Translate that into what does it look like for the use of your time and how do you do these things in a disciplined way? That's the kind of the, the sort of spectrum of it is the big picture down to literally how are you using your days and minutes um toward that vision.
0: Powerful, man. So powerful. I, I could see why people would work with you as a coach. I feel like I could talk to you for days. There's so much <laughs> to learn. Well, uh, my next question really, I want to shift a little bit and I want to find out more about you. Who are you jay Uh, Jay, take me back in time little jay days growing up did you know you're going to be a ceo entrepreneur coach the
1: stars what what was it like (laughs) uh i had no idea what i wanted to do um i was as a kid i was always inclined toward music i was a musician for a very long time yeah um i was always i was somewhat competitive uh, in academics. So I always push myself there. I just love learning. I was always interested in different topics and, um, you know, like to have fun. So as a kid, I had no idea. I thought I'd either become a musician or a teacher. Um, those are like the two. And at some point I wanted to run a restaurant for a little while, but that was sort of, <laughs> passing fancy
0: that was an aneurysm or
1: something that was (laughs) exactly a logical thought
0: Uh, but maybe maybe that's programming talking maybe you're destined to open a restaurant i don't know who knows you'll you'll struggle with it but you were jack playing uh jazz trumpet right you're playing a trumpet
1: i started i started um playing music at an early age um and then switched over played uh violin switched over to trumpet in junior high because i started playing tuba because that's what they just sort of handed me (laughs) And uh, I hated being in the back. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was boring. So I switched. in the back playing the bass, you know, yeah, playing yeah. The, the under exactly. melody kind of thing. Yeah, know? yeah. It was just like, just got distracted, uh, too, too, too distractible. Um, and so I, I started playing trumpet in high school and I just loved it. It was like, actually, I think in many ways, there's so many parallels between entrepreneurship and music and especially jazz, but but music in general, because they're both unending, uh, they're unending paths. Um, you will never reach a goal, like you'll never reach the end in music, there is, there is no end. And the same thing with entrepreneurship, it's just, there is no end to how creative you wanna be with um, building and running a business. So I think they're both kind of, they share that, uh, but it was really into music. I had no idea what I wanted to do, what I wanted to study. Um, so here's some programming for you. My, my dad was a, um, my dad's in, uh, was an engineer studied physics at a high level. My brother studied oh. physics was a, was a, you know, PhD in, in physics. And so when I went to college, I was like, Oh, I guess I'll study physics. And it seemed cool. And I was like kind of interested in sort of the bigger questions of like the universe and this and that I've always been sort of had that disposition of, of that reflective disposition, I guess you could say. And, um, I started and, and I did a semester of that and or a year of that. And I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> and then uh, shifted gears and actually went into the um, comparative religion study of comparative religion. So that's where you can see some of these ideas, these themes of the bigger question yeah. about frameworks and how we live our lives and meaning. Uh, that was That's always been, you know, since I started kind of reading and thinking, that, that's always been a part of my life. Um, but after college, I, I had no idea like, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I actually, uh, a lot of people that I graduated college with were going into consulting. So I interviewed for that. You uh, went to Harvard, right? I went to Harvard, yeah. And a lot Religion. of Religion, people... love it, man. I love I love how- It's <laughs> the only way yeah. I like, convinced my parents that this was a not a complete career suicide move. I was like, I'm going to Harvard. I can study whatever I want. I'll be able to get a job. Uh, actually never ended up getting that job. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I ended up, um, you know, interviewing, trying to interview, even preparing for interviews for consulting jobs. I just couldn't get my head around it at that point. So never thought I'd become a consultant. Um, and so I graduated and all I knew was that I wanted to do music. That was the only thing that was kind of interesting enough for me. And so I did odd jobs and ended up as one of those, working in a small business and then kind of just was competent enough and ended up doing one thing led to another. And then I'm doing some bookkeeping and then I'm kind of arranging a conference and um, ended up getting that kind of broad base of administrative experience of what does it look like to run a small business. Um, But even then I had no interest in starting a business or doing anything like that. And I got into music school actually, and got a scholarship. And so was like, okay, it's a no brainer. I'm going to go to music school. And at the, at the time I was also tutoring as one of my odd jobs, which I really loved. I've always loved tutoring since high school. And so I said, all right, let me tutor and I'll go to uh, music school and I'll, you know, make money on the side through tutoring, um, and, and fund my musical, you know, hobby. And, uh, and then I was living with a friend at the, t- at the time who had started the business that that I now uh, own and run. And he had started this business. He said, hey, man, you, you kind of know a little bit about running a business. You're a tutor. Why don't we work together? It's like, sure. No, no idea what that meant. Right, why not? Let's do it. And then I thought in my mind, I was like, OK, we we'll get this business up and running. It'll, it'll make my money. And then I'll just have a life in music, and it'll be great. And <laughs> like a couple of years, it will be fine. And uh, and after a couple of years of music, I realized, well, that's not really my path. And so um, was but was also enjoying and really appreciating entrepreneurship and tutoring and teaching. And so decided, to, hey, that's the that's the direction I want to go. And um, really leaned into it at that point and worked, um, you know, did that inefficient all out, you know, couldn't c- had you know working as much as I humanly could. Uh, to try to get the business off the ground. And uh, eventually, thankfully, the business got to the place of, of being able to be more self-sufficient. But it was through the help of my mentor and coach, Eric Cruz, who I think you also had on the podcast. Yep. Um, and the, the system, the growth system, at the time we were using EOS, uh, that the, that I was able to actually get to the point where I had a little bit of space and um, time to reflect on my role in the business. And that's when I decided, all right, now that the business is sort of in a great place, I'm going to spend some of my time. i still very much involved in, in the business, but I spend some time coaching and consulting. I started with consulting and then realized I really love coaching because it's kind of like tutoring. And, uh, and I decided that by doing that, I would be able to learn, help other people learning what I had already learned, but also learn about other businesses and through those learnings, bring that back into my own business. So in a way it's a a form of just learning and education. Yeah. And so the two are very, extremely symbiotic because when I'm working with a client, you know, they're talking about uh, having to terminate somebody. It's like, well, yeah, crap. I had to do that two weeks ago. So that's still fresh in my mind. Um, But also I have, you know, a toolbox and set of principles with that. And, then when I work in businesses that are different than mine, uh, many that are much bigger than mine, I see how they do things and how some of my clients are just incredible leaders and get, you know, get to get a front row seat on how to do it right in those cases and get to bring that, hopefully bring that learning back to, to my business. So it's, it's been an awesome mix of uh, things that, that's now developed and just all, everything kind of works together in a, in a wonderful way.
0: So powerful, man, the idea that, you are a you're a coach and a tutor and and you've done it right so it's not like you're teaching something you haven't done you're, you're not telling them they need to fire someone not knowing that that's gonna suck like I, yeah. this, doesn't sound, this is probably the way you need to go but i know it's not an easy choice but i yeah. felt yeah. that and, and you yeah. know i i also had eric cruz as, as a coach and and i feel like you know you you probably got a great example from him of, of a business coach i remember learning l10s right and he said yeah. Come experience my company and yeah. watch my my L- team, ten team do their thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something to be able to, to work with someone who's actively doing it too. And it's not in a book or an ivory tower. It's very you know gritty and hands
1: on. I, I think that's what it has to be. And I think there's from the coaching and consulting perspective, the attitude that I've taken um, is that I I don't have all the answers. I have some tools. Uh, that I happen to be good at using and teaching, and lots of questions. But I certainly don't have all the answers. But have a bunch of tools, fair amount of experience, and but it's really about getting in the trenches together um, with a client to try to help them sort through what's going on and be that perspective and that guide. And sometimes yeah. saying, "Hey, yeah, I, I hear you. You want to do it this way, but I've seen that movie before. Just just do it the way I'm telling you to do it, and <laughs> life to be good." But most of the time, it's like, all right, well, let's figure this out together. Like, here's some principles. Here's how it tends to go. But you know your business better than I do. Like, right. what, what, what are we going to do here? Right. And for some entrepreneurs, just having a thought partner to wrestle with some of the hard challenges, you know, everything else aside, tools aside, kind of coaching aside, frameworks aside, just having a smart person to to sit with a couple times a month and reflect and think and wrestle with the hard problems is is, can be a total game changer i
0: love the way for that thought partner uh why i I have a i have a hypothetical question for you next um i know we're gonna we're gonna run out of time soon so but i need to ask this question because it's hypothetical because i may or may not have a time machine up here in nashua new hampshire let's (laughs) say i do It's actually in the backyard covered in tarp, you come visit, and we get some beer some lobster and you get to use a time machine and it goes back in time, and you get to talk to yourself a few days after graduating with a comparative religion studies degree. Um, You get to talk to yourself, tell yourself anything you want and the space time continuum will be okay. What do you tell yourself.
1: I like the, I like the qualification spacetime time continual. You back. got to, right? You got here. to. You don't need to
0: be creating flashpoint here.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I think I would, it's funny, this, I think I would tell myself what, a version of what I was trying to explain earlier in the podcast, which is that, you know, at that point, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I was right. surrounded by people who were just on rocket ships to the apex of, of you know, uh, social and financial worlds. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think I would tell myself like, hey, man, you're on a journey and you really have no idea where it's going. But as long as you keep taking, you keep thinking and taking the next right step, you're going to end up somewhere that you're going to be really happy with in 5 10 20 50 years and so I think I would try to give myself I, I, I did that um, that's that's a, just I think by accident but I think I would kind of give myself like the thumbs up like hey man you're not doing something completely uh, you know uh, irrational and career suicidal by, by doing this just go for it and and just keep keep on thinking about what that next step is and taking the right next step. And, and eventually you'll end up, uh, wherever you need to, wherever you need to be.
0: I love that, man. So powerful. Where can people connect with you? if They want to reach out either talk shop, you know, swap, you know, trumpet stories, or even talk about coaching and, yeah. and,
1: and work with you. Awesome. Thanks Casey. I, uh, I'm not on social media, on purpose. (laughs) So uh, unfortunately, you can't get me, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, you can't get me there. So the best thing would be to get me through uh, one of my companies. So through Cruise Consulting Group, um, their website is cruiseconsultinggroup.com, and you can get to me through my profile there, or my uh, education company, Signet Education, um, signtcationcom and there's a contact there and everything will get uh, forwarded right right to me perfect so good man so good thank you
0: for being on here thank you for sharing uh, what you're passionate about and your wisdom that you've you've gained from 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 playing Marco Polo for so long and <laughs> and the idea of taking the next step uh, uh, there's so much here I would love to you know grab you the next EO event um, talk anytime because i feel like th- this is such a great topic but thank you so much for being on here and teaching me and teaching everyone else here
1: oh thanks for the opportunity to just uh, engage and for your awesome questions really appreciate it casey well i appreciate
0: you and for those people listening if you appreciated this and i know you did because I, I freaking have two pages of notes front and back uh Share this with someone else. Be a thought leader to one person, two people. You know, another CEO, and maybe they're struggling with what is that next step or what is that goal that I'm supposed to be marching toward. This is a great episode to listen to. Maybe they'll find the courage to take that next step uh and find a thought partner as well. Um and with that, thanks again, Jay. I appreciate you being on here.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Casey.
0: All right, everybody. This has been another man, powerful episode of leadership in action. We will catch you all next time. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston Chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.